Let's turn our Bibles to the book of Acts, Acts chapter number 12, Acts chapter number 12. And I'm glad to be a child of the King, aren't you? I'm glad that I'm saved on my way to heaven, aren't you? Uh, let me ask that one more time. Aren't you glad you're saved? Uh, if you don't know you're saved, you need to, you need to get that settled today. And uh, I, I enjoyed um, uh, singing as part of that special part of the quartet. Um, as uh, Brother Stanley was singing, I could hear Brother Farber singing the words. I was singing the words. I looked over and saw Brother Fox singing the words. And so, you can go tell all your family and friends, Pastor sang in a quartet, uh, in a special before uh, the message. Uh, but I tell you, that's as close as it's going to get uh, to me singing in a quartet. Uh, and so, uh, but it's already been a good day in church, and we look forward to what. Uh, the Lord has for us. We're going to be in Acts chapter number 12. And as I've been doing this year, been going through the book of Acts, uh, not verse by verse, but really theme by theme. And uh, last Sunday night, uh, I preached uh, from the story in Acts chapter number 12 of Peter being imprisoned and then the church praying him out. If you remember, uh, in verse number 5, we talked about uh, the church uh, praying Christians out of prisons. And I uh, liken that to different prisons we can find ourselves in. And so I'm going to come right off of that uh, this morning and continue in this story. And Lord willing, I'll be preaching from this chapter again this evening. But I believe the Lord uh, has some uh, great truths for us this morning. Uh, we'll begin reading in verse number 3. But let me remind you, the first two verses of this chapter, we find that Herod is, 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 gonna, is starting to persecute the church in a greater way. We know that the religious elite, if you will, we know that the uh, priest and, and the, the high priest had been persecuting the church. It had taken the life of Stephen. The persecutions have made God's church disperse, which was part of God's plan. And now, Herod has killed James, the, the, the disciple James, the apostle James, with the sword, we see in verse 2. Then in verse 3 is where we pick up with our text this morning. Follow along with me, if you will, verse number 3. And because he saw it pleased the Jews, he proceeded further to take Peter also. Then were the days of unleavened bread. And when he had apprehended him, he put him in prison and delivered him to four quadrants of soldiers to keep him, intending after Easter to bring him forth to the people. Peter, therefore, was kept in prison, but prayer was made without ceasing of the church unto God for him. And when Herod would have brought him forth the same night, Peter was sleeping between two soldiers, bound with two chains, and the keepers before the door kept the prison." And behold, the angel of the Lord came upon him, and a light shined in the prison. And he smote Peter on the side and raised him up, saying, Arise up quickly. And his chains fell off from his hands. And the angel said unto him, Gird thyself, and bind on thy sandals. And so he did. And he saith unto him, Cast thy garment about thee, and follow me. And he went out and followed him, and wist not that it was true which was done by the angel, but thought he saw a vision. And when they were past the first and the second ward, they came unto the iron gate that leadeth unto the city, which opened to them of his own accord. And they went out and passed on through one street, and forthwith the angel departed from him. And when Peter was come to himself, he said, Now I know of a surety that the Lord hath sent his angel and hath delivered me out of the hand of Herod, and from all the expectation of the people of the Jews. We find what I believe to be a very interesting story, but a very powerful uh, story recorded in Scripture. 
And so I've already given you the background we preached on last Sunday night. But I want you to look at verse number 6 with me. And we'll look at this entire passage. And when Herod would have brought him forth the same night, Peter was sleeping between two soldiers, bound with two chains, and the keepers before the door kept the prison. That's a lot of trouble to keep imprisoned a preacher. Uh, that, is, that, that just tells me that, that there is already a, some doubt uh, that Herod believed that he was going to be able to keep him there. But I want you to notice verse number 6, and from which we'll get our message, the top of our message this morning. Things to remember when life boxes you in. Peter in chapter 2 was preaching in, at Pentecost. Now he's in a much different setting. Friend, that's how quick life can change for you. I think of Brother Daniel Jim, who we were praying for, and how quickly uh, a, a, a diagnosis came, and then a, a grim future. It can change very, very quickly. Some of you are dealing with just life in general this morning, and it seems to just be closing in on you. Have you noticed in life, if you haven't, you either haven't lived long enough or paid close enough attention, that it's either going really, really good, or all of a sudden, it's, it, it's just boxing you in. That's the way life is. But just because life boxes you in does not mean that God has forsaken you. And this morning, as I, as I, as I spent some time this morning praying for so many of you who are dealing with different things in your life, dealing with different uh, um, problems and things of that nature, and it just really what it is, is just life. All the difficulties of life. But aren't you glad that God gives us the answers in His Word? And this morning, I want to preach on that subject. Things to remember when life boxes you in. Father, I pray this morning that You would be with us as we look into the Word of God. I pray the Holy Spirit of God would speak to hearts. Father, I can think back in times in my life when life just seemed to box me in. So many times I have prayed for members of this church and life has just seemed to put them in a corner and boxing them in. Father, I pray this morning that we'll look at the Word of God. And Father, if there's some in here this morning who have not experienced what I am talking about, may they pay close, close attention to what the Bible has this morning, because if they live long enough and Christ tarries His coming, uh, there will be a time when life will seemingly box them in. Father, it happens to individuals, it happens to families, it happens to churches. And Father, I pray that we'll... Uh, allow the Holy Spirit of God to speak to us this morning. Father, for the one who might be unsaved this morning, I pray the Holy Spirit of God will even now begin to prick their heart and convict them of their lost condition. And Father, I pray that they'll trust Christ today. We ask these things in Jesus' name. Amen. We know Peter was in prison. We know why he was there. Simply uh, for being a witness of the Lord Jesus Christ as Christ commanded him to do in the first chapter of eight. Uh, Acts chapter, uh, first chapter of Acts. Uh, he is now in prison. James is dead, and Herod sees it pleases the people, and he plans to do the same thing to Peter. We find him in verse number six after he's been brought forth, uh, sleeping between two soldiers, bound with two chains, and the keepers before the door kept the prison. This was a situation where it was determined that, humanly speaking, Peter was not going to get out of. I don't know if you've ever been there, but as I look around the crowd this morning, there's most of us have lived long enough to know what it is like to be in a situation just like this. Life itself 
has taken turns and twists and brought us to a situation, and it has seemingly boxed us in. And there's several words in verse number 6 I want you to pay attention to. And when Herod would have brought him forth the same night, Peter was sleeping between two soldiers. Sometimes it seems like we are literally sleeping between our problems. We are literally, uh, that's, that's where we reside. That's where, I, I, I didn't say, I didn't say, husband, you were sleeping with your problem. I said we were seemingly uh, sleeping between two problems and, and it just seems like we are bound in and it's all around us. Notice it was between two soldiers. Then he was bound with two chains. I know a lot of Christians that they're bound on one side with the chain of discouragement, the other one with the chain of depression, if you will. We allow ourselves to be chained. Maybe this morning you've never trusted Christ as your Savior. You are chained by the, you, you are bound by the chains of your own sin, and you can never escape those chains but for the grace of God. We find He is between two soldiers. He is bound by two chains. And then notice what verse 6 also says. It says, He's bound with two chains, and the keepers... Before the door kept the prison. Now get the picture with me, if you will. This is the Apostle Peter. This is the former fisherman who, who is now a witness of the Lord Jesus Christ. He has been in prison and there's full intention to take his life the very, uh, very, very soon. And now he is in prison. Uh, he's not just given a, a cell of, of, of brick and of bars. He has soldiers, one on either side of him. But that's not enough. Uh, he is also bound in chains. But that's not enough. The Bible tells us that even outside the door, there were keepers in the prison. Now, it doesn't tell us how many, but I'm going to say there were two guards out there to go with everything else uh, this morning. But he was bound. He has, he, he's guarded by, by, by uh, soldiers inside the prison. He's, he's got soldiers outside of the door. I would say that Peter felt pretty boxed in, wouldn't you? Sometimes we find ourselves this way in life. A marriage doesn't go the way that it goes the way you never thought it would go. A visit from the doctor is different than you thought it would be. When the children are young, you have dreams and you have plans, and they don't turn out that way. Sometimes life in general, and there could be other situations tonight that or this morning that I haven't described, but you could identify with life just boxing you in. But I want us to see some things this morning, and I don't want us to be discouraged. Although situations like this can discourage us, I want us to be reminded this morning that no matter what you're going through, God is still on His throne. God is not surprised by any doctor's report. God is not surprised by any circumstances of life. God is in complete control. And this morning, I don't want you to be discouraged when you leave the house of God. I want you to be encouraged when you leave the house of God. Your circumstances may not change while you're in here, but I want you to realize that there is a God greater than any prison cell. There is a God greater than any circumstance. And certainly we as a church, we have witnessed this even in recent days, and I want us to be reminded that when life begins to box you in, there's some things to remember. Notice, if you will, in verse number 7. And behold, the angel of the Lord came upon him. Now, have you forgotten already the circumstance that he's in? He's in prison. 
soldier on his left hand, soldier on his right hand. He is bound by chains. And outside the door, there are guards making sure if that's not enough, they're going to make sure he does not escape. But he had a visitor that came to him, and behold, the angel of the Lord came upon him. Notice this next phrase, and a light shined in the prison. The first thing I want you to remember, if you ever find yourself in a situation where life seems to box you in, that light still shines in your prison. Aren't you glad that there is no circumstance that you will find yourself in? There is no situation you will ever experience where God is too far removed, where you cannot see the hand of God. And here in these circumstances, it is amazing that you can put a soldier at his left hand, you can put a soldier at his right hand, you can bind him in chains. You can put guards outside of the prison door. But what you could not do is you couldn't keep the light of an almighty God from being inside that prison cell. And friend, this morning, I don't know what you might be going through. I don't know what what you might be experiencing. But I want you to know that no matter how deep or dark your dungeon is, it is not so far removed that the light of God cannot find you there. I want you to know that no matter how deep that pit is, that you can't look up and you can't see the light of an almighty God. I think back uh, just so many times. I was even thinking this morning uh, of those dark days when when, I, when our daughter Amanda was sick and he, the Lord eventually took her home and day after day and day after day, but yet in the middle of those dark days there was always a little bit of light being reminding us that there is a God in heaven and while the circumstances may not be good and you might have a soldier on the left hand and a soldier on the right hand, but the light of God is still there. I want you to remember something this morning that no matter what turn your life takes, and it may be going good this morning, but that quickly, that quickly life can change. I want you to know that God is there. The light of God is always there. Notice number two. The light shined in the prison. He smote Peter on the side and raised him up saying, Arise, up quickly, and his chains fell off from his hands. God removes the chains. You say, well, obviously He removes the chains, but I can't tell you how many times there have been. I've seen, I can say I've been this way in my own life. You can't remove those chains yourself, and you can't get rid of them. There's a lot of lost people. They're chained by their sin. They're chained by the, 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 the condemnation of their own sin. And they keep trying to remove them and trying to remove them and trying to remove them. But yet, they can't do it themselves. Only God can remove your chains. Only God can take them off. I mean, you can work at it and work at it and work at it. But that quickly, God can remove the chains. That quickly, God can do what needs to be done. And you and I need to be reminded this morning that when you are bound by the chains of this world, God removes the chains. God is, is mightier than anything that might bind you. Notice, if you would, Peter could not remove those chains. This morning, you might be bound by some discouragement. You might be bound by some disappointment. You might be, even last Sunday night, I talked about the 
the prison, that, that one of the prisons that Christians find themselves is in that, that prison of sickness and disease. And, and, but you've you got to understand something, that, that there are no chains. At that moment, it didn't matter how big the chains are, how thick the chains were. You say, well, how big were they? It doesn't matter. It says, God removed those chains. Something that only God could do. Let's be honest with one another this morning. I mean, we are in church. That's probably a good place to be honest if we could be honest with ourselves for a little bit this morning. There are times when we look at our situation and in our mind, whether we admit it or not, we think we're in a situation that God cannot change. Because we're bound by chains. God can change it. This morning, if you're not saved, you know how quick God can change your situation? Very, very quickly. In an instant, you can go from being lost to being saved. You can go from being uh, condemned to being pardoned. But only God can take those chains off. Only God can remove those chains. And this morning, I want to remind us as Christians, I want to remind us as the church, we live in a day where there's so many programs and there's so many things that, are, that, 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 that people turn to to remove the chains they find themselves in. But friend, let me remind you something. God is greater than any circumstance. God is greater than any chains. He is the one that will remove those chains. An observation, there's something to remember. You may find yourself in chains, but God can remove those chains. Number three, and this is, this is really the crux of the message this morning. Find something very interesting here. And to me, this is a very interesting story. We find in verse number four and five that why why Peter is in prison. Herod is going to kill him. He is bound, and Herod has made sure that he's got two soldiers inside, two soldiers outside. He's bound in chains. And now an angel of the Lord comes and smokes Peter on the side, gets him up. It says, Arise up quickly, and the chains have now fallen off. Notice verse 8. And the angel of the Lord said unto him, Gird thyself, and bind on thy sandals. And so he did. He saith unto him, Cast thy garment about thee, and follow me. And he went out and followed him. The third thing I want us to remember this morning when life boxes us in is to just follow instructions. And God will open all the doors. Notice the progression here. The chains fall off and the angel said, Gird thyself. The angel did not pick Peter up, throw him over his shoulder and say, We're getting out of here. God sent an angel to him and took the chains off. But then he says, Now Peter, here's what you are supposed to do. Gird thyself. Then bind on thy sandals. And so he did. Cast thy garment about thee and follow me. What did he do? Verse 9, And he went out and he followed him. And wist not that it was true, which was done by the angel, but thought he saw a vision. He thought he was just dreaming this. Kind of like some of you, you leave from church and you think you dreamed the whole thing because you were sleeping through half of it. This is where, this is where Peter is right here. He says, that, well, this is a pretty interesting dream that God could get me out of here. Then verse 10, when they were past the first and the second ward, they came unto the iron gate that leadeth unto the city, which opened to them of His own accord. 
The gate did not open till they got to it. Are you out there this morning? There's a lot of Christians that find themselves boxed in, if you will, by life. They've got a soldier on the left, a soldier on the right. They're bound by chains. They're in a prison. And yet, God still is faithful to them. God is still true to them. God comes to see them and He removes the chains. And He says, alright, it's time for you to do what I tell you to do. It's time for you to get up. It's time for you to gird yourself. It's time for you to put your sandals on. It's time for you to follow me. But so many Christians stay sitting in that cell. The chains have been taken off. And yet, they look and say, I know what you're telling me to do, but yet the gate's still closed. How am I going to get out the gate? How am I going to get past the second ward and the first ward? There's no sense in me even bothering because I've got to get through all of this. The gate is closed. But friend, that's not how God does it. He says, I'll come to you in your, in your, in your, in your lowest of times. I'll come to you when life has boxed you in. I'll come to you when you find yourself facing circumstances you never thought you'd face. And I will remove those chains from you. But I'm not doing it all for you. It's time for you to gird up. It's time for you to put your sandals on. It's time for you to get up and to follow. And if I can challenge Christians this morning, God did not save you to stay in that cell. God did not save you to not deliver you from your circumstances. Why don't you gird up this morning? Why don't you get ready to move? Why don't you just follow Him one little bit at a time? Well, the gate's not open, Pastor. and We're never going to even get out the gate. What's the bother? We just follow the Lord one step at a time, one step at a time. Too many Christians are looking at a closed door, a closed gate, and they, yet, they, they, they decide not to get up and not to follow by faith because they don't see the door open. Yet, in Scripture, when do we find that gate opening? When He gets to it. Life, we follow God's instructions. That's why there's sometimes, some of you, Christians, they'll come to me and say, Pastor, this is what I'm dealing with. I, I, I want out of it. And the first thing we have to do is we have to give God some glory because, man, God, 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 God is still in everything. God's been, I can't tell you how many times I've, 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 I've talked to a Christian who got away from the Lord, went and lived in sin, and now they're bound by some chains. God gives them an opportunity to be free. But you know what most Christians want? They want God to open it all up all the way without them having to trust and follow. You say, Pastor, what's, what's the first thing I should do? I'll tell you what you ought to do. You be in church Sunday morning, Sunday night, Wednesday night. Be in Sunday school. There's a revival. You are there. That's the next step you're supposed to do. You get your Bible out and you read it every single day. When you have a temptation, you get it out and read it. You memorize some Scripture. You spend time with God in prayer. But that, that doesn't mean the door's open. Well, I want my circumstances to change. Friend, that is not how God does it. He comes to us and He says, I'm going to give you hope. I'm going to give you a way out. But you're going to, you need to get up and gird yourself. Too many of us, if we were Peter, we'd have stayed in prison. Because one of two reasons. We couldn't see how we are going to get all the way out. Or we'd expected the angel to throw us over his shoulder and carry us out. God is not going to do... God will do the things... Don't ever forget this. God will do all the things that you and I cannot do. 
But He's not going to do the things that He expects us to do. And there's a lot of Christians that never get free. I, I, I don't know what it's like to have a diagnosis of health like some of you live with on a daily basis. God has That's an area that God has blessed me with is pretty good health. Now, Taco Bell's taking a dent in that, but He's blessed me with, 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 with pretty good health. I can't, I can't, I can't, I don't know what that's like. But you can't get up and try. See, well, well, Pastor, I made some mistakes in my past and, and I'm bound by these. Well, you know what? Are you saved this morning? Did God, did God not, not, not just take you home? Are you here? Are you, you have an opportunity to still serve the Lord? Well, I'll tell you what you do. It's time for you to gird yourself. It's time for you to get up. It's time for you just to follow the, the instruction and the leadership of God. And when you do that, He'll open the right door at the right time and He'll navigate you. There are too many wanting all everything laid out for them and not willing to follow God by faith. We as a church, we are going through some transition. How... How many times have we said that in the past few years? But what are we doing? God's not just going to lay it all out there and say, if you do this and this and this and this and this, oh, there's the open door. There's everything ten years from now. No, He says, gird yourself. Get up. Let's go. Let's move. And when you get to the iron gate, I'll have it open for you. I'll have, it, I'll have a way for you. And Christian, this morning, you and I have got to follow God. Hey, there's no magic formula. Uh, there's nothing that the pastor can do and say a prayer and, all the circumstances change. You have got to trust God. You've got to follow God. You've got to follow His words. You've got to follow His instruction. You've got to follow the Word of God. We find there that He followed the instructions and the doors were opened by God. You and I must do the same thing. The worst thing for you to do when you're in difficult circumstances is to withdraw yourself from the things of God. That's the worst thing. You, that's when you need God more than ever. That's when you need the Bible. You know when you need to get the Bible open is when you don't feel like you need to get the Bible. When you don't feel like doing it. You know when you need to be in church when you don't feel like being in church. You know when you, need to you don't feel like it. You have got to follow the things of God. You've got to follow His instruction so that the doors can be open. We continue reading... Verse 10, we see that when he got past the first and second ward, they came into the iron gate that leadeth unto the city, which opened to them of his own accord, and they went out and, and, and passed on through, through, through one street, and forthwith the angel departed from him. And when Peter was come to himself, he said, Now I know of a surety that the Lord hath sent his angel and hath delivered me out of the hand of Herod and from all the expectation of the people of the Jews. Fourth thing I want you to remember is when, when God gets you through it, it'll be obvious that God has got you through it. When He came to Himself, He realized that I wasn't dreaming. I just followed as the, as the instruction was and now I'm free. He said, notice in verse number 11, and you ought to underline this in your Bible, now I know of a surety that the Lord hath sent His angel 
Because so many of you could get up here and you could testify how you were in one of these dark times and life had begun to box you in and close in on you and you trusted the Lord and you trusted the Lord and you trusted the Lord and He delivered you from that circumstance. He delivered you from that. Or He just gave you the strength to endure what you were, you were going through and you get out on the, on the other side of it and there's no doubt that God has done what He has done. Friend, this morning, uh, we can testify as a church. Are you with me this morning? We can testify as a church that there is no explanation for, for what the things that have taken place through the years in the Emmanuel Baptist Church, but God has done some great things. And there's testimonies all over this room this morning of, of those who, who God has healed and God has brought through circumstances and God was there in their darkest times and He brought them to the other side and there's no doubt that God has done a miracle. Now I know of a surety. Well, I can think back, I already mentioned, referred to the times when when our daughter Amanda was sick. And I can look back on all those dark times, but I can there's some things this morning I can tell you of a surety. Because I know what God has brought me through. God is faithful. God is able. This morning if Whatever your difficult circumstance, why don't you gird yourself this morning? Get ready to move. There's no time. There's no time to stay in your circumstance. I went, well, what, well, what if, Pastor? What if I don't make it all the way? I'd rather perish trying to get to the gate than rot sitting between two soldiers, but maybe that's just me. Those chains fall off. I may not even know what's going on. I may not even realize that they have fallen off of me. But if it's like, gird up and let's get out of here, I'm going to take that option, and I'd rather die at the gate than rot in a cell. Friend, you and I, we have got to just continue to trust God and follow God. There's too many Christians that want God to do some, some, some miraculous thing without their following Him. Without their obedience, you and I have just got to follow God. And when it's all said and done, it'll be obvious what God's done. This morning, very simple message, but some very great truths that you and I need. This morning, there's a lot of young people in the building. There's some, you would say, life has been very, very good to you. I want you to understand something. The day's coming. The day's coming when life is just going to box you in. Some of you could testify this morning, Pastor, this is not the way I turned out. This is not the way I desired for it to turn out. But I tell you, as a pastor, I am very, very privileged to pastor what I think are some great, great people. And you might say, well, Pastor, look around. We have all got a lot of problems. And yes, you do. But there's something to be said that I think that pleases God. Some of you for years, for years, you've been carrying burdens and heartaches. For years, you've battled health. You may not be out the gate yet, but you're still not in the cell. You've girded yourself. You put your sandals on. Moving through the first ward.
the second ward. Friend, you, if you and I just keep trusting God. Well, I get asked all the time with all the change we're going on, Pastor, do you know exactly what day we're moving? And I just say, you know, before Jesus comes. That's all, that's all, that's all. Do you know exactly how? No, I don't. Well, Pastor, does that make you nervous? It can, if I allow it to be nervous. But I know this, that we're just supposed to do the last thing He's told us to do. We're just supposed to show up on a Sunday morning and open that hymn book and sing. We're just supposed to show up on Sunday morning and listen to the Word of God preached. We're supposed to go out into the highways and hedges. We're supposed to go out to our neighbors and to our loved ones and be witnesses of the things which we have seen. I just know tomorrow I'm supposed to get up and honor and glorify God and whatever He brings my way. And that is what you and I have to do. There's too many Christians that want it all laid out. There's too many churches that I don't know if we'll ever get there. But friend, we've just got to realize that if God comes to us and difficult situations. We follow Him all the way out. This morning, I think it would be good for several Christians. You know what you're dealing with. Some of you I know a little bit, but I'm sure I don't know every need this morning. It's time to gird yourself. Let's move. This morning, if you've never trusted Christ as your Savior, you're still bound by your chains of sin. Your your eternity can be changed quicker than those chains fell from Peter's wrist and hit that floor. You just put your trust in the Lord Jesus Christ. This morning, depend on Him. Father, I pray that You'll take the simple message and You'll use it to Your honor and glory. Father, too many Christians, and I've, I've had to learn this the hard way in my 44 years, We think that because we're saved, we think that because we love You, that we'll never find ourselves in difficult situations. We all know that's just not reality. But I can stand here this morning and I can testify that even in the darkest of days, even when you're standing at the graveside of a loved one, the presence of God is nearby. He will deliver us one step at a time. Father, I pray that we'll just trust and follow. I pray this morning, if there's one lost on their way to hell, that they'll realize their need of a Savior. They'll realize they need the Lord Jesus Christ. I pray that you'll work this morning. Our heads are bowed. Our eyes are closed. I'll ask a couple of very brief questions. I wonder if you're here this morning and... You would say, Pastor, by way of testimony, I'll raise my hand because I know for a fact I'm on my way to heaven. I'm 100% sure that if I die today, I spend eternity in heaven. If you just slip your hand up this morning, what a wonderful, wonderful sight. Thank you. Put your hands down. I wonder this morning, I know we have some guests. I know we have some who uh, you've been visiting, but you may not be a member this morning. You've been attending, but I wonder if there might be one who would say, Pastor Neil, would you pray for me this morning? I'm not for certain I'm on my way to heaven. I have some doubts about it. Friend, you need to know that you're saved. You need to know you're on your way to heaven. But I wonder if there would be one who would say, Pastor, would you pray for me? I'm not for certain I'm saved. I'll not embarrass you. I'll pray for you. Say, Pastor, would you pray for me? Anyone at all? Pray for me. I'm not for certain I'm saved. Christian, this morning... What is it 
that the Lord has spoken to you about. I believe it thrills the heart of God for His people to depend on Him. Trust Him. Follow Him. Parents, there's a great lesson in here that you get those children when they're young and you may not be able to see all the way to the end, but what you've got to do along the way is just continue to trust the Lord. Obey. Follow. It's that way in all of our circumstances. Young people, you, you've, got a life, you've got life ahead of you. You've got dreams ahead of you. Realize that not all of them are going to work out the way that you've dreamed of. You need to learn now to depend on God, to trust God. We stand to our feet, our heads are bowed, our eyes are closed, the piano begins to play. If God